We're letting the ponies out of the barn and kicking off another day of Sooner Sports Talk. It's time for the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. Hit the guys up on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Now, live from the Palace in Piedmont and the Brown O'Haver Studios in Norman, here are Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show, Friday, 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 January 7th. Toby and TJ back with you. This show every day brought to you by our brand new sponsors, Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Very excited to have them on board. You know, winter just started, but it's not too early to start making your plans to get away for spring break. If you don't want to deal with the hassle of flying, Give Shelly at Extreme Outdoor Equipment in Goldsby a call. XOE is the exclusive Oklahoma rental agency for Cruise America RV Rentals, TJ. They manage an entire fleet of 25- and 30-foot Class C motorhomes and have just what you need to hit the road in comfort and style. So give them a call. Extreme Outdoor Equipment. They are in Goldsby. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. I uh, ran across a story yesterday, TJ, I thought you would like. Um, let me see here. No, that's not it. That's uh, that's our other story I think you'll like. Okay, here we go. This is from, <clears throat> this is from the Hartford Current. Hartford, uh, Connecticut. Connecticut, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, after... Let's see. Uh, well, I'll just read the story. In this case, the score said it all. 92-4. to four. Sacred Heart Academy of Hamden defeated Lyman Hall by that margin in girls' high school basketball on Monday Woo. night. <laughs> Ouch. 92-4. A game of mismatched opponents that got out of hand. On Tuesday, Sacred Heart, the winning team, suspended head coach Jason Kirk for one game as a result, and school president, Sister Sister Sheila O'Neill, issued a statement of remorse. Hang on. I just got an ad pop up. Hang on here. Um, Quote, this is from Sister Sister, uh, O'Neill. Quote, Sacred Heart Academy values the lessons taught and cultivated through athletic participation, including ethical and responsible behavior, leadership, and strength of character, and respect for one's opponents, O'Neill said in the statement. Last night's girls' basketball game versus Lyman Hall does not align with our values or philosophies. Sacred Heart is deeply remorseful for the manner through with the outcome of the game was achieved. I think there's a misspelling there. 
We are in communication with Lyman Hall, Southern Connecticut Conference, and are addressing these concerns internally, blah, blah, blah. Um, let me see. It's got the quarter breakdown here. Uh, they led 29 to nothing after the first quarter, 56 to nothing at halftime, and 80 to nothing after the third quarter. So he backed off in the fourth. What's he supposed to do? Six. Hang on. I got more details here. I knew you'd react like this. I want to give you all the details sister. before you sister go Sister who? Oh, my email O'Neil. sister today. Sister, sister O'Neill. Don't get your – this is not Sister Jean. Don't get your sisters confused, okay? Uh, Sacred Heart did have its starters out of the game in the fourth quarter, and 12 different players scored, but did not slow down the pace of the game in the first half when it was obvious the score was getting out of hand. There are no rules to govern such a game in basketball as there is in football, where running time is invoked once a team is far ahead, uh, where there is a mercy rule to end a game early. Quote, Sacred Heart pressed for most of the first half, then called it off and went into a tight man-to-man defense trying to get steals. They fast-break the entire game right to the end. They never went into a zone and continued to push the ball up the court and shoot threes. They showed no mercy throughout. End quote. It's the way of All the right, Cobra so Kai. No mercy. To f- give me your opinion on this story. There should be a mercy rule first off. The game should have just been called at halftime. You just call the game. Like, I don't care what the rules say. You just call the game at halftime. But I don't fault the other coach for continuing to run his offense or try to do the things that he's doing to coach to make his uh, girls better. Or she. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a male coach, but um, no, I got no problem with what they were doing. Then he backed off late in the game, put in the reserves, and gave them a shot. They put four points on the board. What else is he supposed to do? Right. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably a few Look, things he could have done. Sometimes in youth sports, there's just a team that's that that's that much better, and there's nothing you can do about it besides mm-hmm. just stand there with the ball and just. Let the clock run out every time? I mean, is that what he was supposed to do? Turn it over? Like, give it to him? Like, uh, here, we'll dribble it past half court and then hand you the ball. And then you go the other way and try to score. Mm -hmm. It isn't... I'm trying to think through this because I'm conflicted. 92 to 4, that's It's ridiculous. 92 to 4 is ridiculous. It should have been called, yeah. Yeah, uh, fifty to nothing and half. Of you're you're right. I guess let's just go home. Um, it is high school. This isn't fourth and fifth grade girls or something like that, where you know, like your league, where you're stealing up twelve runs or something like that. This is high school, so that's one thing. I mean, we're not we're not uh, theoretically. We don't just have kids out there trying to get exercise. You know what I mean? Just trying to get the uh, Get them to tired for bedtime. Okay, this is this is high school, so that that part of me says, eh. I, you could probably once you're up fifty, sixty. <laughs> I don't know. Once once you're up a comfortable amount, you could probably you know maybe back off the fast break and work your <laughs> offense a little bit? I'll give you that. I'll give a little and say yes and have the reserves in there at halftime. I'm not arguing out half. with you. I, so. I'm, I'm working through it in my brain here. Like, I got a big lead. If we steal the ball 
let's don't fast break. Let's let's work on our UCLA offense or our horns down or whatever we're trying to do here. You know, we're probably still going to score anyway. But let's work on some stuff here rather than just grab the ball, lay it in, grab the ball, lay it in, grab. You know what I mean? Um, maybe maybe you don't have to pressure. I mean, it sounds like they they full court pressured the first half, then dropped into a half court tight man to man in the second. Maybe put in a two three zone. Maybe you know not for just the sake of being nice, but also maybe it'll benefit you on down the line. Why don't Why don't we work on a zone here tonight? Let's Let's put in a two three. Maybe it'll help us as a one off on down the line when we see somebody, and it'll cut down on the turnover rate here that's leading. You know what I mean, TJ? Like, there's a few things, and maybe instead of ninety two to four, it ends up seventy two to four or something like that. I don't know. That's not any better, but there's a few things you can do. But I think in general, we're talking high school here, so, um, you know. I don't want to say. I don't want to say get better because I do think there are things that the coach could do to be just a little more ethical. He's got the game won. You still want your team to get practice. You know, you want your reserves to get out there and get to run some offense and play. You know, all that kind of stuff. But maybe don't need to win by eighty-eight. I don't know. I knew you'd love that story, though. You're. Pedal to the metal. If you don't like it, get better, right? There is a, a still on the air. There is a. Oh, sorry, I was answering the phone. Some guy I think was calling a different show. Um, there is a point where even now I have started to feel bad at times. I, I you may have been gone for your vacation when uh, I talked about. I actually felt bad for the team that Bronx's team had played the Saturday before. They had back-to-back games, one with a one team, and then and then the team that Bronx plays for. The first game, I, I can't remember the scores now at this point. It's been a few weeks, but they lost. I think it was forty-seven to two, and then had to turn around and play Bronx's team, and then that game ended up, I want to say, in the forties to six, something like that. And I did, that was like back-to-back watching those kids, and I was like, man, that's like a combined like 95 to 10 that they just lost by, and I did feel a little bad for them, so I'm getting soft. Like, you've mentioned it all day, getting soft. In Holy mackerel! So, Who in the world is this? I know I'm it is, right? But high school, I'm just like, at that point, yeah, you feel bad for them, but Unless they want to implement a rule where they end the game, or there's some mercy rule or something, you know, where where they call it or, or just run the clock, then I mean, I don't know. Is that much you better? Can. You can you can do certain things, but I don't know. There's I, also there's also sportsmanship, you know. There's also the the feeling of what, what, what if they were polite beating them by that though? Like, oh, thank you, my it pleasure. Uh, I appreciate that. All right, thank you for so. that, that drive to the basket. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that would help. If oh, I know that shot didn't go in, but your form looked fabulous. I mean, what if they were being kind, you know? Yeah, maybe they were. All right, yeah, we don't know all the details here. Maybe there was an element of kindness to it. Uh, just, you know, you can, you can have a lopsided win and do it in a sportsman classy way. So, 
I, I don't know all the details here. I don't want to be do- too judgmental. I've got three kids. I've been on both sides of this. Not not 92 to 4, but, you know, we've had games where we didn't score. You know, the yeah. fifth, sixth grade girls basketball or, or lower or boys or whatever the case may be where it's 42 nothing and you're the nothing. We've had those. And we we had a soccer team one time that went undefeated and I was the coach of uh, my boys uh, on a soccer team that went undefeated and just completely was the class of the league. I mean, it was like eight nothing at halftime and we have to kind of pull off in the second half just so the other team can get it across half field. So I've been on both sides of this and I, I, you know, I tend to, I tend to be sympathetic. You, you want to win and you want, obviously you want to win, but you want your, your kids to be able to work. I think the most important thing is I want my kids, if I'm the good team, if I'm the better team here in this lopsided situation, you want kids to be able to work on some stuff for on down the line. Sure. Okay. Like we, we've won the game. Now let's work on some things. Okay. Well, that offense we've been struggling with in practice, the, maybe the guy who's your post moves you're trying to develop let's let's throw him the ball in the post a little bit and let him work on some moves maybe it's the uh like i said before maybe you don't have a good zone defense and you don't plan on you're a man-to-man team but it never hurts coming out of a break one time to throw a change up at a, at a team and you're in a good game oh you did that the other night to, to baylor they came out of a break, and they went 1-3-1 for one possession, and it worked. Well, actually, two possessions. It worked first possession. They got a turnover. Second possession, Baylor got a dunk. But well, uh, let's put in a, a zone here, and let's try this this quarter. Maybe it'll help us on down the line. Things like that that I think you can still go win the game by a bunch of points, but get some good out of it, and also it releases the pressure on your opponent a little bit. So. Somewhere in there, I think, is where you live. Perhaps, too, they had a big game coming up the next game or a tournament this uh, coming weekend, and he said, I can't take them out of their rhythm and throw them off of how well they're playing by uh, slowing them down or doing different things that they're used to. But you're not getting any good. Nobody's getting any good work out of a game like that. They sound pretty good. Sound pretty good to me. (laughs) Well, uh, you know what I mean, though? Like, that's not good work. I get what you're saying, but maybe he did some of that. You could scrimmage against each other after the game and get better work than you're getting when it's 92-4. to That's the thing. Just run the clock and get out of the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I knew you'd appreciate that story. The fact that the coach... Sister O'Neill! How you like that? What'd you just do? Uh, those hand gestures you can't Clap see on hands. the radio. Oh, may have gone Ross Geller on Sister O'Neill. I got two coaches not getting along when we come back. You're going <laughs> to Yes, I like too. that story. Even Friday even edition it. T-Row in the morning show. We'll be back. This is four-time national championship OU women's gymnastics coach K.J. Kindler, and you're listening to The Ref. The home of Sooner fans. I've got my saddle. On my horse. He's gone. Of course. I want to be a cowboy. Welcome back. Hero in the morning show. Someone texted in the text line. Requesting this song because they said when they think of me now, this is the song they think of. 
Uh, zero in the morning show. Uh, this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group, home of the eight ninety nine listing fee, saving you thousands of dollars on the sale of your home. Doing it with great customer service. Find out all about what Terry and Jackie can do for you. 405-361-3380 or SaxonRealtyGroup.com. Hey, there's some cowboy in my past, all right? I grew oh, up really? in the country. I owned horses. I worked a ranch before. I've done that. I've gone after and, and uh, got the cattle together and brought them in. I've slopped the hogs. I've uh, at 11 years old driving across the field in an old truck to go out and find uh, my fee okay. fall with Tex in the side next to me. Tex was my the dog that lived out there, and he, he wore a, a bandana, a red bandana around his neck. and He'd go rustle up the cattle. So I've done all that in my life. Two things. <laughs> One, mad props. <laughs> mad props. Great respect for you and your cowboying history. That's a, that's a long history. Sense. 10 and 11 it years old. It all makes sense now that right. you would be attracted to Yellowstone. <laughs> Two. Just a little tidbit in there you dropped in that is yet more evidence that at your heart, you're a Texan. You had your dog named Tex. So just, you well, know, at the time, thing, I did live Tex, in Texas. Yeah, at the time. All your favorite sports teams, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, that's where I was born and, and mm-hmm. raised until I was, you know, 12, 13 years old. So, yeah, I mean, I had a dog named Tex. Yeah. It wasn't my dog. I didn't name the dog, but it was a dog named Tex. So, right. I think my uncle right. Mark named the dog Tex. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions Tex. By the way, we had Paul call in. Paul said he used to go to church with you. Uh, yeah, officiated Paul. some games. He said he would have taken control of that game as an official. One, telling the one coach to back off, quit pressing, this and that. And if he continued to do certain things, he would have just started calling fouls against that team. So, he would have taken control well, as an official. Yeah. I don't know if you can do that in high school. I mean, I think you could do that. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe this isn't the same Paul that I'm thinking of, but um, I could see how, like, in the little kids' league or church league or something like that, maybe you could do that. I don't know if you could do that in high school or college. You know, I don't, I don't know what leeway you'd have there to punish someone if they don't stop pressing. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Let's see here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. And this goes back to our original discussion this morning. They say because at 10 and 0, we didn't know how close we were. Yeah, we're close. <laughs> we're close. I don't think people realize how close. Uh, Montana sucks. La, lived there for two years. Oklahoma is better all around. Yellowstone is a lie. Sorry, TJ. <laughs> wow. Hey, those fighting words. I'll see you at the train station, mister. Wow. I don't think I want to live there, but I would like to go see it. You know, I think it's yeah, probably no, I don't pretty want to see it. beautiful. I don't, up I don't there. want to see it. If you got a problem, you come see me and Lloyd. Okay, all right. Uh, there is no wind out there, so it feels like it's in the 30s today. Windy days are much worse. That's from Greg. Hey, I, I don't know what it wasn't windy, Greg. Walking from my truck to the uh, station door this morning, but guess what? It was cold. Wind or not. Uh, good morning, guys. Love the show. Negative 13 here in Wisconsin. Boomer Sooner. We're checking in from all over the planet are. today, aren't they? They are. They're all over the place this morning. Minnesota, yeah. Happy, Wisconsin. Uh, Friday up Poland. there in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my daughter was in a game 
like that in SoCal once against Matterday JV. Uh, Matterday still had starters in full court pressing at the end of the game trying to get to 100 points. Awesome. Yeah, goals. Classy. Teams should set Classy. goals. Classy. Uh, I didn't say what the opponent's score was. Like I don't know, was it one? Was it one hundred to fifty-four, or was it one hundred to three? Like I think that's a difference. <laughs> sister, <laughs> sister O'Neill needs to sister O'Neill needs to check in with Norman Dell from Hickory High School. Coach Dell made those boys pass the ball five to ten times before they got the sure. shot away, and they ran the old two-one-two zone. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Let her fly. Uh, <laughs> blame it on Vegas bookmakers for running up the score. Yeah, hey, maybe the spread. <laughs> maybe, maybe the spread was at stake here, TJ. We don't know. Uh, okay, that, I want to hear about this fight. So tell me about this. So fight. Texas and Texas Tech played women's basketball a couple of nights ago. Uh, Vic Schaefer, legendary. He's now at Texas, but he's a legendary head coach, newly at Texas. Krista Gerlich, head coach at Texas Tech. They come out at halftime, okay, for the second half. And something happened with Tech. They forgot, like, so normally for the second half, the one of the assistants, whoever's in charge of it, will go to the bookkeeper and tell the bookkeeper, same starting five. This is one of those kind of technicality things you've got to do. Or make a change to the starting. But you got to declare to the bookkeeper tj who is starting the second half okay and so that's just kind of a a thing that always happens assistant mike shepherd used to do it for oklahoma i don't know who's going to do it now going forward maybe uh maybe uh coach gordon but you come out and you say same starting five that's almost always what happens both coaches so tech must have forgotten to do that because tech goes on the floor to start the second half with their normal starting five and the scorer's table says, wait a second, nobody came over and told us same same starting five. So the people that were in the game when the first half ended mm-hmm. are still technically in the game. Right. Okay. To which Krista Gerlich goes down to the bookkeeper and starts to have a conversation with them about, wait, what are, what's going on here? The officials are on the ca- What's going on? What happened? Maybe it got animated. I don't know. I didn't see it, TJ. Vic Schaefer has a problem with Krista Gerlich talking to his scorekeepers in this manner, so he comes down to defend his people and starts yelling at Krista. They start yelling at each other, okay, about this whole thing. Okay. You leave my people alone. You don't tell me. what You're not going to intimidate me, all that kind of stuff. So, okay, <laughs> that's what happened in the game. Texas Tech goes on to win. Big upset in Austin. Uh, after the game, this is what Vic Schaefer said, and then I'll play Krista's side of it. And I'm going to have to kill it early because there's a curse word in here. But here's what Vic said about the incident afterwards. I think you, you need to be careful when you approach my, my table. And there, and there seemed to be an issue that they didn't put their starters in, which I could give to you know what's about that. But when you're down there raising your voice at them people working my table, you're going to back down and get away from that. You're not coming after my people. That ain't like that's a Cracker Jack box group. They know what nails going on. If your person didn't do their job, then wear it. It's not a technical. So just get it and let's go. But you ain't going to sit 
all over my pick. Okay, I try, I whoa, I get whoa. Okay, you got yeah, it. So I mean, Vic. yeah, you got it. But boy, I not know what he said there. That's Vic standing up for his people. Okay, then here's Krista being asked about what Vic had to say. ABC conversation, and Vic should have just seen his way out of there, to be quite honest, because it had nothing to do with him. And, um, you know, he got in, he inserted himself in something that he shouldn't have even been involved in. We had, we were taking care of it. We were getting our kids back out on the court that they said we needed on the court. Um, and then he wanted to come make something of it. And I wasn't going to ha- have that. You know, we, we talked to our kids about standing up and, and fighting for, for one another. And, um, you know, it really was as simple as that. And I was a little irritated that he decided to say some things in the in the press conference about it because it should have just been left out on the court. But it had nothing to do with him, and there was no bad treatment to his table either. Um, it was just a matter of um, them telling us what we were doing. The referee would have clearly told me if I was being rude or mistreating someone, and, and that wasn't even the case. I didn't say one word to them about that. So, um Sour grapes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's an AB conversation. You see grapes. your way out, Vic. Uh, so whose side are you on here? Um, I, I don't know how she was acting. I don't know. Maybe she was over the top and doesn't realize it. So I don't know whose side to be on here. I think I liked uh, the thing I thought of with Vic. I don't know. I don't know that I've ever heard him speak before. Did he just come up with that accent when he got to Texas, or has he always I think had you, it? You need to be careful when you approach my my table. My table. You got my. That's my table. When you come to my table, you better be respectful. Okay. It's like he was. <laughs> Are you accusing Vic Schaefer? Well, I'm just asking. Did he have that accent? Of having a fake accent? We've seen Is it happening in the coaching world recently. I want to know if that's always been the way he's uh, been the way he's talked. So, oh, what's the LSU uh, coach? Uh, yeah, coach Brian Kelly world. just recently. Brian, are, yeah. you, are you accusing him of going Brian <laughs> yes, Kelly? A little bit. Yes, I am. So, Vic Schaefer is—he's uh, a Texas guy. Okay. He, he and he and he's coached at Mississippi State the last few years. He won national. All right, championships. I'll give him he's more a, credit then. He's a southern. He's a southern. I Jeff think I like teacher. the "Don't treat my table that way," but the "ABC your way out" is always just a classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it might be a draw. It might be a draw here. A sour grapes sour, at the end drop uh, may, may win it. Yeah, pretty good, man. And Vic should have just seen his way out of there. You know, it actually was an ABC conversation, and Vic should have just seen his way out of there, to be quite honest, because it had nothing to do with him. And she kind of butchered the line. Yeah, see, you see your way out, not seen, uh, seen his way out. So rude or mistreating someone, and and that wasn't even the case. I didn't say one word to them about that. So, um, sour grapes. Her smacking, (laughs) her smacking of the lips too. Like, uh huh. I love it. Well, uh, listen, I'm going to always lean anti-Texas. You know that. And right. so I, but it's I not easy I'm to a, lean tech way either. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm on Krista's side here. I, I think Vic, not, not seeing the situation, just trying to piece it together in my brain. I think Vic tried to intimidate her. I think he tried to Vic Shea for her. He probably did. I was like, Listen, I, I you won national championships. I'm Vic Schaefer. I'm going to come down and intimidate you. And she stood up for herself. 
And uh, and then her team went and beat Texas at Texas. That's a big upset. You know, OU just beat Tech out in Lubbock. And then the very next game, Tech went and beat Texas at Texas. And uh, and I think she's right. I think Vic was a little sour grapes about that. Like, oh, they have to do with the game, you know? So, anyway. You I watch your mouth when you're at my blood. table. That's what I'm telling you right now. Uh, this one says, Vic sounds like uh, Ron White. Hashtag Tater Sal. <laughs> I was not drunk in public. I was drunk in a bar, and you threw me into public. <laughs> Pretty good. All right, 7.35 in the morning. Uh, we'll take a timeout. 405-329-9000. We've got Porter Moser coming up live in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. His team getting set for Iowa State tomorrow night in the LNC. We'll be back. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. All right, college basketball. Big Saturday tomorrow. Now the... Um, Tulsa game's been postponed. They're supposed to play at UCF tomorrow. Uh, ORU at Western Illinois, 2 o'clock. Here's your Big 12 slate for the men. K-State at West Virginia. A couple of teams that haven't won yet. K-State 0-2, West Virginia 0-1 in Big 12 play. 1 o'clock. OSU hosting Texas tomorrow. 1 o'clock on CBS. Cowboys need a win. 0-2. They don't want to start 0-2, and they don't want to start 0-2 with both games being at home either. So they lost to Kansas. Now they got 14th-ranked Texas coming to town tomorrow. Kansas, by the way, at Texas Tech, 3 o'clock, ESPN 2. Texas Tech was significantly depleted in Ames on Wednesday. They were down to seven guys. We'll see if they have uh, more players or not. Um, Three o'clock that game. Four o'clock, Baylor at TCU. Frogs have yet to play a Big 12 game. They had their first two games postponed. So they'll see if they can get number one. And then the last game of the weekend is OU-Iowa State in Norman, Five o'clock. That'll be an ESPN U broadcast tomorrow. Uh, we will talk with Porter Moser coming up in the eight o'clock hour this morning live. Iowa State, one of the stories of college basketball this year. TJ, they went, I believe, two and twenty-one or two and twenty-two last year. Lost eighteen straight games. This year, they're thirteen and one. New head coach. T.J. Otzelberger back for them. Uh, Their only loss is to number one Baylor by five. They beat Tech in a uh, football game the other day, 51-47. 
they you look at them statistically and they don't really wow you with like any of their shooting percentages like they're not a great shooting team they're not a great three-point shooting team um they're okay from the free throw line they do out rebound their opponents but not by a, a crazy amount the the numbers that wow you is what they do defensively uh, the percentages they hold their opponents to so that's what they hang their hat on isaiah brockington has been their best player uh, Tyrese Hunter, outstanding freshman for them. They got a uh, transfer named Kuntz, big guy that shoots threes from Washington State. This is interesting. Tristan Inaruna went from Kansas to Iowa State. He now plays for Iowa State. That's like transferring from OU to Texas, basically, in, uh, in football. Uh, Kansas and Iowa State, bitter rivals. And Tristan Inaruna uh, was a Jayhawk. Now he's a Cyclone. They've still got George Condit. And uh, they've just been tough. Uh, they, they don't turn it over a ton. They, they've just been tough. Um, got some really nice wins, too, in the non-con. And, again, they were picked dead last by everybody in this league. All nine coaches picked them to finish last this year. And uh, here they are at 13-1. and one. They beat Xavier in the non-con. They beat Memphis by 19 when Memphis was in the top 10. They won at Creighton. They beat Iowa by 20 in the uh, Cyhawk battle. So uh, they've had a nice season, really nice year, and have uh, won a couple of games on the road too. So uh, at least I know that Creighton game was a true road game. So this will be a good test. I do think, and we'll confirm with Porter Moser, that I do think OU is going to be at least as starters go, TJ, according to last night's show, full speed. Now, uh, it sounds like Rick Asanza, who missed the Baylor game with a concussion, now also has tested positive. And I think a Cole Maywin new also. concussions were a side effect? This is new. Yeah, different. Uh, maybe it concussed it right into him. Maybe the hit knocked <laughs> when, it into him. When did uh, – I don't remember that happening. Did that happen I in like game? Cell, remember – like cell, no, it was practice. Oh, you okay. know, like cell phones. Can't you, like, tap cell phones together and they trade information from one to the other, if, like a contact or something like that? I've never – doesn't an iPhone do that? Like, if you got your contacts Boy. open and you tap them together, doesn't it automatically put it in your phone or something like that? You're going to have to ask a 24-year-old that. Maybe I, I, I dreamed that know, up. But I don't know. Maybe that happened here. Maybe one guy had COVID, they crashed heads, and then the other guy got the COVID. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Porter last night said Maywin and Asanza will be out. Uh, but and, and that was Thursday, and we got to go till Saturday, so more could happen, but we shall see. But uh, big game, good game. Uh, I was looking up some numbers yesterday, TJ, and the net rankings and, you know, all that kind of stuff that it's time, quads and everything that it's time to start paying more attention to here with March breathing down our neck a couple of months away. Uh, Tomorrow will be the second of eight straight quad one opponents. Time to put your big boy pants on. What the heck is that? What in the heck is that, you say? Well, the net rankings 
are the new RPI in basketball. That happened two, three years back. Net rankings is the formula that the selection committee at least puts some amount of faith into. Not That doesn't entirely decide who makes it into the field, but it is a tool that they use uh, in, in, you know, to some weight. Uh, it was designed by the NCAA. It's supposed to be more accurate and better than the RPI and everything. And the net rankings break down your season into quadrants uh, based on the level of opponents you play. You could have a quad one opponent, quad two opponent, quad three, quad four. And uh, so, like, for a quad one opponent, if you te- if you play a team ranked in the top 30 at home, that's a quad one game. You play a team ranked in the top 50 on a neutral site, that's a quad one game. And if you play a team ranked in the top 75 at their place, that's a quad one game. So all those count as quad ones. Then the next tier down would be quad twos, like 31 to 75 at home, quad two. It's pretty convoluted. But it's a way to judge how tough your schedule is and how your record is against the toughest people on your schedule. So far, OU is 1-1 one and one this year in quad one games. I think, or 2-1, and one, one of those two. They've got eight straight quad one games that started with that Baylor game on Tuesday night. Tomorrow, definitely one of those. Iowa State, highly ranked team in their house. Five o'clock start, 7.48. We'll take a break. Back after this. Sleeping in my bed. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24 7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405 651 3439. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. $8.99 listing fee. They discount the price, not their service. Helping their clients all the way through the sale of their home. No hidden costs. $8.99 listing fee. 405-361-3380 or visit SaxonRealtyGroup.com. Get yourself a big check in your pocket. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, Show some class. There's a lot they could have done. It's going back to the uh, high school game. I think it's pretty classy what they did for their home fans. Sportsmanship and class is uh, is something that has become, unfortunately, more and more rare in this day and age. It's all about winning, man. You got to win. You got to be. You got to. It doesn't matter. Pedal them. You don't like it. Get better. Tough. I agree with Dexter. Show some sportsmanship in class once in a while. I think I heard yesterday uh, about a girls game here in Oklahoma that the final score ended up being 105-5. to I think I did hear something about that, too. I can't remember who that was. That was a couple of weeks ago. Um, Competitive. Competitive for a little while. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Zero sportsmanship there. I would not be happy if my daughter played for the winning coach. That's from Rennie. Rennie's weak. Well, what a weak, weak little weenie. Oh, weenie Rennie is. 
it's like yeah. kicking a field goal with one second left after your fans have already rushed the field. Right. <laughs> it goes against the <laughs> it goes against the code of sportsmanship. That's exactly right. <laughs> now we got to the bottom of it. Uh, <laughs> this says, is this true, TJ? And they sent me a meme that has a slide coming out of an elephant's rear, and it says, so that's where Alabama fans come from. Uh, hmm. Maybe true. Maybe He's asking true. you because you're an Alabama fan. Uh, not an Alabama fan. I coach fourth grade girls basketball, and we're the and we're the get oh, and we are the get beat forty eight to two team. When you're trailing by forty and get a defensive trap, and the other team's coach calls a timeout so they don't lose a possession over coach, is that over coaching much? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a learning experience. Uh, All right, I don't want to make Steve wait through the top of the hour. So let, let's get Steve. Steve in good here. morning. Yeah. Welcome to the T Row in the Morning Show. How are you? Good Friday morning, guys. How are y'all? Good Friday. Hey, uh, Toby, I got a two part question for you, but let me set it up oh, real let's go. quick. One part okay? at a time, please. Okay. All right. Yeah, I will. All right. You know, when Casey Thompson hit the portal, I tweeted out that there was a possibility, you know, that he could come here. Uh-huh. My friends came after me like it was the 70s and I was high or something. Right. So now. That the temperature is heating up just a little bit. What do you think the possibility of it coming to the Sooners? That's part one. And part two, would we have a a cannon arm with the kid we, we just committed to, got committed, and have possibly those wishbone legs uh, with Thompson? And I'll take it off the air. Fellas, have a good weekend. All right, see ya. What's Steve doing? I was having a good Friday, Steve. Go ahead. I think Casey Thompson would be a great addition. If Caleb Williams isn't coming back, um, I, I I think Dylan Gabriel's your guy, and so I don't know if Casey would do it because he would – I think he wants to go somewhere where he could be the starting quarterback. Um, so I, I don't think it's probably very realistic. But from an OU perspective, it would be great to have that kind of depth. Now, you know, you got Evers on down the line. I just don't – you know, the true freshman – you don't know how ready they are to go right away, um, but I like I like Casey. I, I he I, I know he made some mistakes this year at times, but he had a great game against Oklahoma. He's got good size. He's got a good arm. He does have mobility, and uh, I think you coach him up right. He could be a really nice player. So, uh, from a depth perspective, I'd feel great about it. If you didn't have Dylan Gabriel and you were asking me. How do you feel about Casey Thompson being the starting quarterback next year? Well, that you know that would be a slightly different conversation, but that's not what you're talking about. We're talking about from a depth perspective. I think it'd be fantastic. Um, I don't know why TJ. Why why do you are so harsh about Casey Thompson? He had a good one. Year. I just don't know why Casey Thompson would come here to be a backup. Yeah, well, that's a good point. It might not. Probably won't. Probably won't. All right, we'll be back. The only boy who could ever teach me was the son of a preacher man.